So I've talked a lot about um, black people being able to have um, support and meaningful representation within student government, but black LSU can also have this on their own. Um, that can only happen if you support all black people all the time. So you can't go out in the street saying black lives matter and then in turn not support black candidates when they run or silence black women whenever they come out about their truths or you follow what I'm saying? Like you have to support it from the micro level all the way to the macro to really be about the movement. When black women came out about being sexually assaulted by prominent figures on LSU's campus, um, many men said that they needed to hear both sides of the story because it involved their friends. Many men stayed silent because their advisors who were black men told them not to make a statement and silenced the women that came out. And, you know, there's black men in administration, Derek Rivera specifically, who touts himself as a black man who is all for diversity and claims to be pro-black. But when he called a meeting with BMLI and B-Way and also called another meeting about sexual assault with black women on campus, he was very apathetic. He was kind of on the defense and we didn't find that we had an ally in him. But that aside, why didn't those black men um, that were being called out or whose friends were being called out, why didn't they feel compelled to speak out in support of black women and supportive survivors who had to relive their trauma? Ask yourself why. In order for black radical unity to happen, there has to be solidarity, you know, with it, with like amongst ourselves. There has to be an eradication of the ops in the community. We have to stop supporting and glorifying abusers and people who are complicit and silent and who prop up systems like Glock, like student government, like ambassadors, like FLC, which, by the way, like on paper, they're great ideas. But the way that they've been hijacked by exclusive groups is completely unacceptable. Um, and I feel like let's just be real. You niggas not Martin. You niggas not Malcolm. Like you can't put women down. You can't be sexist. You can't be misogynist. You can't support. Like, you can't be senior advisor to the president at Javen who, you know, like, you can't be in that position and not put pressure on administration, not put pressure on the student body president, um, not call him to a higher standard. Like, you can't occupy spaces in student government, in RHA, and all these other organizations and not be pushing for inclusivity, not be pushing for the movement, for equity. Like, if you're going to maneuver in white spaces and have proximity to power, do something with that. Or just stop, or like just don't have the position. And I feel like if we're calling for a more critical eye of our leaders, if we're calling for equity and inclusion when we're talking about our Black trans people and our women, why is it that whenever people call out issues on campus and whenever we hold our leaders to a higher standard and we look back and say, hey, this is what I could have done better, y'all should try doing this, why is the finger pointed at the person who's complaining? Why is the aggression built up towards people who have an issue with the system that's broken? Why is that energy not being reflected towards the student body president who could be doing more and the president of the university that can be doing more? And all these systems on LSU's campus that perpetuate white supremacy. Why are you upset that people have an opinion about these things when oftentimes people tweet or people complain or people talk because they don't know who to turn to? Leadership at LSU in general is a sequestered space not many people when we're talking about the larger student body not many people a has time to dedicate their um their energy and their valued resources to organizations that are just going to shit on them and two they just don't know who to look to it's like there's a few leaders on campus but I don't really know them they don't really interact with me so make yourself more visible put yourself out there um and then welcome the criticism because that's what's going to come
And I feel like since I've been vocal about all this, the subtweets have come from Gideon and others insinuating that I didn't do enough during my time at LSU. Um, And it's just opinions coming from people who lack context on me. But I'm just here to clarify that I serve students and I've been serving students since my sophomore year of college. Um, I serve students as a resident assistant, one of the most underappreciated underappreciated roles on campus. Um, And I'm still supporting RAs in the middle of this housing crisis, in the middle of a pandemic, empowering them, helping them organize, create graphics, petitions, letters, um, because what's going on in LSU Res Life is insane. Um, and when I joined student government my junior year, I became the director of CAS, Campus Affairs Sustainability, um, where I created the first Disability Awareness Week for our students with disabilities, which is a grossly overlooked community. And I quite literally constructed a campaign with other um, Black people, leaders in the community Um, constructed a campaign with so many brilliant Black people, past and present, and created something long-lasting, a legacy, some would say. Many people who were involved on the legacy ticket have gone on to do great things because our principle was to inspire the next generation and to create something that was long-lasting. I've used my platforms over the years to speak out. This isn't something new, but people who have been critical of my honesty and my truth now were also critical of my truth and honesty then. There were also the ones that... um, have not believed me and others whenever we speak out about Glock or SG or things like that. Um, And they've been part of the system that has kept people like me silent and isolated. So check that first, okay? My main concern is Black people and Black men in particular, like Javen or Gideon, you know, people who are senior advisors to the president or have the ear to people that could change things. My concern is that They've been involved with exclusive majority white groups like FOC, SG, and ambassadors, groups that have blackballed them and bullied them for speaking out um, in the past. Getting, you know, you're familiar, you know what I'm talking about with ambassadors and um, just just by being black. Like, I've heard people just straight up bullying black students in FOC, um, but are dabbling in black LSU affairs while still having a hand in groups that perpetuate white, white supremacy. You can't do both. Showing, showing up in the ninth hour, pretending to be the new leaders of the black community, but lacking the range, eloquence, and solidarity needed to be a true leader. It's just tired. Hang it up. The way these people have gaslit, gaslit black women um, in these Zoom calls, on social media, subtweeting them, all this stuff. In the past few months, the way that they've silenced women, the way that they refuse to show up in meaningful ways is distasteful. Yes, I wish I could have been exposed and welcomed to Black LSU sooner than my last year at LSU or about a year and a half. Um, and I wish that I could have poured more into it and had more time, but I did the best that I could with what I had. And so I don't want that to be insulted or disrespected or taken out of context. And I hope to pass down knowledge to those that are now you know, leaders in that community and the people that will come after me. The point here is that skin folk in positions of political power at LSU and beyond are a threat to the movement. They keep these systems that are drenched in white supremacy moving forward by giving their time, resources, and votes to people who do not care about black people in real ways. Like, ask yourself, what did the people that I support do to support me? Like, what are three things that they did that I can speak on specifically that made black life at LSU better? Or even like when we're talking about a national level, like Condoleezza Rice or Ben Carson, what is something that this black person actually did to make black life better? That's that's a fair question whenever you want to tout yourself as new leaders of the black LSU community or have these positions and they're just positions like you're shaking hands with the oppressor, smiling with Stone, smiling with William, you know, supporting white candidates when black candidates are right there. Like that's option, plain and simple. And I feel like 
you know, we can see it on a micro level, like I said, with LSUSG and on a macro level um, when we talk about state, local and national politics. Um, Take from this what you will, but it was important for me to share these things with the family because I love y'all and I want to see so much better for student leaders on LSU's campus and my alma mater. I understand that speaking out sometimes leads to blacklisting. Um, I remember whenever I started speaking out, you know, it was just, I was denied a lot of leadership positions. I was isolated from my newfound friend groups, etc. But you have to ask yourself, where do your loyalties lie? What are you willing to compromise? This is a time to double down and support your own in transformative ways. And dabbling back and forth, I'm gonna tell you right now, is not cutting it. And if criticism, constructive or not, is taken as an attack, you may not need to be in a position of leadership because when you're in a position of leadership, you have to open yourself up to feedback. You have to open yourself up to being wrong. Put your ego aside and say, okay, maybe I messed up. Maybe I could do more. Maybe I can hold my literal friends, like people who were in your same family, like the in, in ambassadors, like people who are your bigs or your littles that you know are perpetuating these systems. Hold, call, hold them accountable. Call them out. Like just do better. Um Black leadership at LSU, whether it's internally or through student government and bodies like that, deserve more. They deserve true community-based, you know, leadership. And if you're doing anything other than that, as far as I'm concerned, you're you're an op and you're doing something against the movement. So I hope you guys took a lot from that episode. I was asked indirectly and directly to give some sort of blueprint of like what I thought was wrong at LSU um as far as she goes and because I've been speaking out a lot and just to clarify my like my context where I'm coming from my truth what I've seen over the years and yeah I mean I'm only two years removed I mean two months <laughs> removed from LSU so of course I'm still very much connected and invested and I feel like what leave, leaving a legacy looks like and what transformative leadership looks like is passing the torch but also staying there to advise and to hold people accountable and to add context and to mentor and that's what I intend to do so um, like comment dm let me know is this the first that you're hearing about this um if you're if you don't go to LSU do you have systems like this that are propped up at your university please let me know um I hope you guys stay happy stay healthy and you stay in the family I love y'all bye